Welcome to the Birth Your Book podcast. We are here today with Birth Your Book author Sophia Tova Stone. We are talking about her book, Dora Dash Doreen. Welcome, Sophia. Hi, June. Hi. <laughs> um, so we'll go ahead and jump in. I just want to ask first how, you know, looking back after you're complete with your book and have gone through the publishing process and even the marketing process or just the whole thing. Um, what's the biggest thing that you would say that you're most proud of or the biggest thing you learned? Mm. Wow. That's a good question. Um, honestly, the thing I'm most proud of is that I can go around to friends and family and people I don't know and say, I wrote a book. I'm an author, you know, (laughs) it's like, probably one of the coolest things. It was never a bucket list item for me. Like I never had this vision. One day I grow up, I write a book, but when you add it to your bucket list and then you get to check it off, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, That's definitely what I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. Uh, I published my book in January and now we're what in October. So Mm -hmm. a good amount of time has gone by and I'm proud of a lot of things that have happened since my book went live on Amazon. Um, You know, every time I get a royalty check from Amazon, I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. I'm proud of myself. So I could go on and on. Definitely being able to call myself an author is one of the proudest accomplishments I've had um, my 37 years on this planet. So amazing. I love it, (laughs) Sophia. That's great. Um, what do you think was the biggest challenge of writing the book? Um, well, there was a lot of challenges. So I did your birth, your book course, uh, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. So we were in quarantine and I was writing a book, which I think was a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was challenging to just sit at home quarantine to be with my thoughts and write And I think the discipline of sitting down every day to write was definitely a challenge. Um, The more that I created that habit and based on the commitment I had, um, it got easier and easier. But I think just sitting down to write, which a lot of writers say, you know, is half the battle. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that was probably the hardest part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you became just really consistent about it. I mean, it sounds like, I think just what, from what I remember during the program, it was challenging maybe at first, but it just became like clockwork or like, this is just what I do. And almost if you weren't doing it, it it felt strange. Is that accurate? Yeah. And I think like, uh, to plug your program, I think a lot of the (laughs) structural things you gave us a lot of the tools like you know even just free writing to get everything out of your brain before you sit down and write your book um, and just different tools like that made it a very natural habit after a month or two which yeah it made a huge difference cool that's awesome I love hearing that um what do you hope people get, what do you hope readers get from reading your book? Mm, A lot of things. Mostly, I think, you know, the human condition. My book is really about a very tragic time in American history or the history of the world, actually. Um, My grandmother was born in 1910 and 
she lived through World War II. And so while that might not be the most typical human experience or human perspective, I really hope that readers see themselves in my grandmother's story and her 105 years on this planet. She went through a lot of experiences from uh, growing up as an orphan and losing her parents to um, living with a family that she didn't know as a foster child, to living through a war, to losing siblings, to immigrating to America and being married and divorced and having children. And so I just, I really hope that everyone that reads my book gets at least some glimpse of their life experiences and can map it onto her story. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah, it's almost like her story is like amplifies what so many of us go through in our lives, but it's all like in a much more dramatic way. Yeah. Like just as an example, uh, I, I went through a divorce before I wrote my book and it was such a terrible experience for myself. Mm -hmm. I wrote about my grandmother's experience of going through divorce. It was so cathartic and cleansing for me Mm -hmm. to be able to write about my, to map on my experience to her life. And um, I'm sure if there's anyone out there that reads my book, that's gone through a divorce, I hope they see how genuine I portrayed that experience Mm -hmm. to her. So. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can imagine that is going to be and has been helpful for others to read for sure. Um, So what was the why behind starting to write it? Why did you want to write this book? Oh, that's a good question as well. Um, My grandmother passed away in 2016 and something I learned in the birth your book course is if you say to people, you're going to write a book and then you don't write it, then people ask you, did you write that book? (laughs) (laughs) So She passed away in February of 2016. And I don't know, I think I was just sitting at her memorial service. She didn't want a funeral. She just wanted people to memorialize her. Um, And it was in my parents' living room uh, in my hometown. And I was just sitting there and I thought, gosh, this person has lived such an extraordinary life. And I just feel like it'd be a crime if it wasn't documented. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the impetus to write the book. Uh, But the real why for me um, is for my nieces and nephews. I Mm -hmm. have one niece and three nephews. And Mm -hmm. I think it'll just be extraordinary one day when they're old enough and mature enough to read the book, they can read a book about their great grandmother. And honestly, I hope everyone buys my book and reads it. But Mm -hmm. if nobody does, the real people I wrote it for, the four of them, so. Yeah, I think that's so, I think that's so beautiful. And I, I was just thinking as you were saying that I was thinking about your book launch and seeing them in the book launch and just like, that moment, it was so magical, like having them ask you questions about your book and like seeing the, them like kind of cross that bridge mentally and try to put the pieces together. And just to see like the generations Mm -hmm. of your family at the launch was just so incredible. Like it it was just wonderful. Yeah. Thanks. I, I think, um, 
you know, we don't have that many Holocaust survivors left. Uh, most of them have passed on and the ones that are left were so young, they can barely remember their experiences of the Holocaust. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think in general, it's really good to document those stories um, because as Jewish people, we say we remember so it never happens again. And so, you know, my nieces and nephews are going to grow up and whatever is going to happen to this world is going mm -hmm. to happen. But hopefully by these stories being documented and having them read them, that it makes a difference for future generations. So yeah, a special moment at my launch for sure. <laughs> yeah. Have they said anything about your book? I can't remember how old they all are. Um, no, most of them are too young. Okay not to read it, but like really to yeah. exactly what's going on, all the themes and motifs and kind of the underlying meanings. I think my book is um, probably suited for anyone, maybe 12 or 13 or older and they're yeah. not there yet. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest compliment you received on your book? Um, well, uh, when I was doing research on my book, before I even really started writing it, I took a trip to Norway to stay with my cousins that live there that knew my grandmother very well. Mm. Uh, I have 25 cousins that live in Norway that are all really wow. And my one cousin, um, she's in her 70s. And I stayed at her house for a week and she spent an insane amount of time with me driving me around to historic buildings, showing me places my grandmother went when she was growing up, translating documents and interviews for me from either Norwegian to English, old Swedish to English. I mean, the mm -hmm. depth of work that this woman did with me was amazing. And mm -hmm. she was at my book launch. She tuned in like at midnight because of all the time changes from Colorado to Europe. And mm -hmm. she shared at the book launch that she really didn't believe that I would be able to accurately portray what Norway was like in the 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. Um, and I think it was one of the biggest compliments I received. She was very impressed that as she read the book, she felt like she was there and that it was genuine and it was as Norwegian as it could be. So I would consider that a very high compliment. <laughs> that is huge. Yeah, That's I've been, amazing. been to Norway about four times in my life. So I really haven't checked it out as much as I probably should. But the way that she shared with me and helped me do all the research, I think I was really able to portray an accurate depiction of what it was like. So, yeah. Sophia, that's incredible. That's a very challenging thing, I think, for any writer to do, to depict something that you didn't necessarily experience firsthand. Yeah, especially historically, right? Like you can mm -hmm. talk about today, this is what our lives are like. This is what technology is. This is what smartphones are. But when you go back to the 1930s yeah. and you have to think about how slowly information was disseminated, I think it really makes you stop and think and you kind of have to close your eyes and visualize what that might've really been like. And mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes, especially historically, it can be really hard to to show that to the reader. Yeah.
did you ever communicate in in some way with your grandmother as you were writing this book what do you mean by that I don't know like some <laughs> some people say that they like have even like Elizabeth Gilbert says that she types to people who have died and oh. they like type back or you know <laughs> writes letters or something like did you have any experience um I will say I felt more connected and close to my grandmother as I was writing the book probably more so than when she was alive and on mm-hmm. and on this earth so I think that was a very personal experience um mm-hmm. I had very vivid dreams about her as I was mm-hmm. reading the book and it's interesting that you say this because after I published the book and I was marketing it and I wasn't doing as much day-to-day activities around the book, mm-hmm. I stopped having dreams about her and I didn't mm-hmm. realize how many dreams I was having about her through the whole process. Um, so much so that I distinctly remember this past August, I was on the East Coast um, uh, near Washington, D.C., staying with my cousin And I had this insanely vivid dream about my grandmother and I woke up and I just couldn't stop thinking about her. And so it's just so interesting how people come to you in different forms. And I think she was almost like nudging me, like what's going on with your book? You need to keep marketing or something. (laughs) Just, you know, checking in or touching base with me. So yeah, I think she's definitely come to me in different forms throughout the process of writing my book. Yeah, that's (laughs) fascinating. I love it. I love it. Um, Yeah, and I think about, when I think about your book too, I think about um, your last name, Stone, and that that was one of the, you know, in writing about divorce and um, like the rings that have stones in them. And Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think about that too. Just that's one of the first things that pops up for me. Is there, what pops up for you around that? Well, I think there's definitely symbolism there. Um, Honestly, for myself personally, I changed my name when I was married and uh, I then went through the slow, painful process of changing my name back when I got divorced. And it seemed very serendipitous to me Mm -hmm. um, that I would publish a book under my maiden name, which was also my grandmother's name. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you know, I'm in a new relationship now and I don't know if I'll marry this person or not, but I really like my name. I've always loved my name and my grandmother always loved her name. Mm -hmm. And the ironic part from a symbolism perspective is um, that was her married name, Stone. She never changed her name back after she got divorced because you have to remember in the fifties, um, she wanted to become a naturalized citizen. So she kept the name Doreen Stone when she mm. naturalized mm. and then, you know, she just never wanted to change it back. So I think it's interesting to look at both sides of that yeah. metaphor of why mm-hmm. change it, why not? But I do really love that I published the book under my maiden name. And I, yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> I totally. love it. Humble brag. It's not a humble brag, a brag. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. And, and I know we talked a little bit about this uh, 
before recording, but do you want to just share a bit with us about what you're up to now with your master's degree and, you know, how easy it is to write? (laughs) (laughs) I would love to share with you about that. Um, you know, people said to me, Oh, like you really like writing, you're going to write a book. And I said, you know, I just, I always got good grades in high school and English and I got pretty good grades on my papers when I did my undergrad. And so I just always thought it was a strength I had. Well, little did I know when you write a 480 page book and then uh, you decide to go get your master's that the whole world of writing is just, you know, the world is your oyster. Um, It's, it's really funny because I come to all of my academic writing now under this lens of I'm a writer and I'm going to simultaneously try to edit it while I write it. And it just uh-huh. makes the whole process so much faster <laughs> and uh-huh. it's, um, it's more concise. So after a lot of um, deep, deep, careful thought, I have decided to go back to school to get my master's degree. And I just started this past August and there's so many papers to write. And when I talk to the other cohorts in my, in my master's program, you know, I don't really want to brag, but I want to brag that these papers are quite easy. I can, you know, turn out a five to 10 page paper in just a few hours when before I wrote a book, you know, you know, it would take me hours to submit 5,000 words to you. Um, So I think you don't realize the perspective you have and all of the skills and tools that make a difference in your life and all these different weird areas. Um, that you get out of writing a book and doing a course like the course you offer Mm -hmm. because I didn't even know that that was something that was going to make a difference for me in my future and it kind of makes me wonder once I finish my master's degree what else I'm going to take on in my life where writing and editing and thought and emotion and character development and perspective are going to somehow make a difference somewhere but I don't know, June, you know, I brag about you all the time. It's like the ripple effects of what you're creating for people is it's so life-changing. Like, I know Mm -hmm. I'm not the same person I was before I wrote a book. And people say that about tons of things in their lives, but it has made, it continues to make a huge difference in my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love hearing that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's just, and you, Sophia, you just, you took the program head on. I remember as we're talking right now, I remember sitting in my car in like the Costco parking lot, talking (laughs) to you the first time and asking what you wanted to write your book about and just kind of having this conversation and thinking, you know, she really knows what she wants. She really like knows what this is going to look like. You might not have felt that way at the time. Um, Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. But it was just, it has been really, truly a pleasure to see you just really, it sounds kind of cliche, but really blossom into who you are, you know, out of like, I remember you starting that course and there was also this question around family and what you wanted family to look like. And then now you've, you know, you've, I don't know if you want to share that statement that you just shared with me, but now it's like your family evolved like after or during and after the course and your, you know, the way that you interact with your career evolved in that way. I I don't know. I think that's probably what we'll wrap up with, but do you want to share anything there? 
Yeah. You know, my father always tells me like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it full out. Like I'm, I'm yeah, not, totally. I'm not a half-assed person. So when you were like, you know what you want, you're going to do it. Like I knew I either was going to write the book or I just wasn't like, there was no yeah. in between for me. I think mm-hmm. when I think back to the beginnings of our conversations and our connection. Um, so I think that answers that part of that question for you, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I think um, what I realized through another course you offer is that um, I've been put on this planet to connect families and I, that's my life purpose. And I think that can look like so many things because family can be your biological family. It can be your chosen family. It can be the people you spend all of your time with. Um, it can be interpreted a lot of different ways. And I think by writing this book, I really got to connect my family, my grandmother and the connection from her to my father, to me, and then all of the people within that sphere of my life. And so I think it's an ever evolving thing. So now, you know, my partner, Philip, he has a 10 year old daughter. And so now I'm taking on this role of step parent or stepmother or whatever you want to call it. And so yeah. it's another way that I'm further expanding the way I'm connecting my own family yeah. and a chosen family, which is so great. And my master's program is me now taking on connecting my mom's side of the family and her parents and my uncle and all of the people that encompass that. So I guess all that to say, like, I know I'm doing my life's purpose and I know I'm doing my life's work. It's just showing up and manifesting in different ways. And so I think, you know, your program is to thank for that. And then all the hard work. I know I've done a lot of hard totally, work. Totally. I think the combination of those things really, you know, have me have the life that I love. And, you know, I told you earlier, this master's program is not easy friend, but I know <laughs> that I'm all in <laughs> and, yeah. great. and next time you talk to me, I'll be up to something totally different, but I know that the root of it all will be how I'm connecting myself to people in my life that I consider my family. So. Yeah, absolutely. Sophia. I so inspiring. And I just, I'm thinking as you're talking to, I, we have these three goals in the birther book course and I can't stop talking to you. This is going longer than I anticipated because this is so <laughs> fascinating to me. Um, but we have, and I had asked you, you know, what you wanted around the romantic partnership because you were like ending one chapter and opening another. And I remember that you were one of the only ones who didn't have like a concrete, like, this is what I want it to look like. And I think you said, at least if I'm remembering accurately, um, that you just sort of wanted to explore what it looked like. You wanted to kind of like leave it open-ended. And I know, you know, some folks who are even in the program are going to be listening to this and I think people get kind of nervous about setting a goal. It has to look like a goal. It has to be, you know, whatever. But I think it was so great the way that I remember you setting it up as like an exploration or an inquiry or like, what is this going to look like? And just asking the questions. I think that was so fantastic. Yeah, that's a really good point because I'm definitely still exploring that. And I love that still in exploration because I think societally I know myself that I want things to be in like shiny boxes that are wrapped and they're perfect and you can present them and here's my goal and I achieved it and I think 
to be willing to kind of explore and get a little uncomfortable, uh, I think creates more growth as opposed to I checked a box. So Yeah, yeah. that's kind of full circle. Like I checked my box on my bucket list. I wrote a book and there's all these other Yeah. things still exploring. And I think it's okay to be straight about it. Like, Hey, this is an exploration and I don't know where it's going, but I'm just like along for the ride and it's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And there will be a link for your book, Dora-Doreen, in our podcast blurb. And is there anything else you want to share before we talk I just about want to say thank you for inviting me on your podcast. I feel very honored um, to be a part of what you're up to. And I also have a website, so I'll send you the link to my website. And yeah, feel free to buy my book on Amazon. And um, I love feedback. So if you read my book, please reach out. Please let me know what you think. Good, bad, ugly. It, it, it gives me great feedback, which I think a lot of authors don't get that. Yeah. Um, So I really look forward to hearing from, you know, all your podcast listeners and thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. And can you share that website out loud? Yes, I can. Let me, I'm double checking because Yes. sometimes <laughs> yes. we get it wrong and then I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't even say it right on the podcast. <laughs> No problem. so I, I think I'll just have to give it to you in the next Okay, no problem. coming up, but I believe it's Dora-Doreen.com, but I'll get it to you. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Sophia. Thanks, June.